0: His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. Yeah, the chocolatey, bracalino. Yeah, to the back of the hat, lean back in the lap, crack the window, hear the soldier just' that in the back. Ain't no cat in the hat, just a cat that can rap. This is Bronx and Flushing Queens on the map. Yeah.
1: So what up, what up, it's your boy Brock Barley, coming to you live from the spot, over there, over there in the cut. This is Turnbucks and Brass Nooks. It's just a really good fucking wrestling podcast. We got Scuba Steve. Hey, yeah uh... And we got Double J. I'm here. And we finna talk some wrestling. Did any more uh, wrestlers give birth or something?
2: <laughs> uh, Bliss did. That's the only other one that I know that gave
3: birth. I think, uh, didn't um, Liv Morgan do something really
1: good? Um... <laughs> Shout out to my honey boo boo.
3: Keeps
2: her shit going, she is.
1: <laughs> she was going to give me that fire.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it, it to me it seems kinda of minuscule. Now again if she was uh, the probable cause was her swerving and passing and crossing the center That's Uh
2: you're not slim. You know, I, I was just
3: gonna go there. But I can't know. But yeah, I mean that that's bad. But I mean <laughs> It doesn't say if she has like a marijuana license. It's, a, it's Florida. You can have it. It's... I got it. I mean, okay. So, I question
2: know. A is why does she have a black eye? Question B is is she, is she trying to get fired so that she could go work at AEW and her boyfriend? Inquiry. Who's Led, her boyfriend? Uh, MJF.
1: The champ. Hey, is not her together. boyfriend. <laughs> that nigga has a whole other girlfriend.
3: I don't know. He took her to she the together that, yeah, the claw or whatever.
1: No, she yeah. was at the opening and they talked to each other while they were there. And even he said, "You know, I'm just trying to start more uh, relationship speculation between us." But there's another chick that that posts with him all the time. That she drags him all over the place. So he's got he is not with Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, uh. I wanna say I wanna say it was her that used to be with Juice Robinson. Ew. Yeah. Her and Tony Storm, one of those two is with Juice.
3: Yeah.
1: Or was. All my boo boos have bad taste. What can I say?
3: Well well back what was it? Uh twenty 2020, twenty twenty one she was dating Bo Dallas.
1: She was also with uh, Enzo Amore.
3: So she just likes
2: weirdos. Holy
3: fuck. Um, Bo Dallas is married now to a woman named Sarah Backman. And she is a Swedish arm wrestling champion. She is built like a tank. Okay. And my apologies. That was his ex-wife. Then he supposedly went to... uh, to live. But, dude, she's a tank. Jesus Christ. Okay. Bill, you, you better been, like, way far away when you told her you wanted to separate or divorce, because I think she'd snap your fucking ass in half. That'll be funny. <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> For Rizzle. All right. We ready? No. Oh. Is there any more gossip? gossip. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, unfortunately, the more news about Flair, the worse it is. Yeah. It was so ho-hum at first, and now, of course, it's a, a, a total knee surgery where she's out, what do they say, nine months?
2: Which, to uh, me, that's such an odd time frame, nine months. Usually, it's like six months, a year.
1: No, here uh, for some reason in like roughly nine months is not a uh, uncommon time frame to get healed up from shit.
3: No. So um, anyway, Godspeed that she comes back and helps take down the evil, evil that is the damage control. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> And a big thumbs up, of course. We talked about it last week. The Triple H being the cool motherfucker he is. Giving the giving the boys and girls the the holiday week off. I thought that was... Jesse mentioned it last week. I think that's super fucking cool. Uh, Vince would have you work doubles on uh, on Christmas. But nope. Not Paul LeVette, because he's a badass. I like that. That's, that's the way you should do business.
2: Steve and I were talking today.
3: I try not to talk
2: to everybody. About what do you think if, what he
3: do in this moment? Oh.
2: Do you think that um, Vince, out of spite, because they kind of kicked him out of WWE, would go to AEW and try to
3: promote them?
1: Well, yeah I totally think he would
3: <laughs> he, he, I said he'd be spiteful I don't think he would, will but that he would be that spiteful he should be the devil i call calling the shot
2: that would be fucking hilarious
3: and he should do the same it was me the whole time
2: <laughs> that would fucking kill
3: the internet would break
1: If there's ever reports that he's left the company completely, then you know what's up. The other thing is that he's got too much money wrapped up into that shit to just fucking.
3: No, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. I mean, it's not. uh, But again, he, he can be a petty bitch.
1: Well, no, no. I mean, the question of him not whether he would do it or not is definitely yes. He would absolutely do something like that, but the likelihood of it is probably not good. So anyway, there's been some so wrestling this devil? week.
3: Who is the devil? Who,
1: who, uh, who, you, who, you know, it, is there, you know what I'm saying. Can you at least unmask one or two of these cats to give us, get us, keep us excited
3: about this? but you don't want to drag this on too, too long. I think, I think this, uh, what, what is it? The, is it the 30th? They have their pay-per-view, I think. Uh, but uh, I think you gotta, you gotta have some, some reveals there. If, if not everybody involved, but you know, somebody, like you said, you know, give, give us a little snack here, whatever, you know, kind of like you remember the aces and eights gimmick they were doing in TNA. Yeah. And it, they, they'd have a guy get popped and, you know, after a period of time and get undone, unmasked. And so whatever, uh, I, think, I think we've got we to know who the devil is by the, by the end of that pay-per-view. It has to be done. You can't, if you're going to keep dragging it, I just don't see that this storyline is going to stick for another two to three. I don't think it has enough gas for that, two, three months. Um, and, and you better have a general idea. There's some reports I've read that at the beginning, they had no idea who this person would be. And now there are some reports they do uh, it's got to be somebody that's going to be, oh, fuck, you know, like, you never would have thought of that person or whatnot, you know, or even if it is some somebody that everybody's kind of trying to talk about, it better be somebody high profile. <clears throat> but I, I just, they got to do something by the pay-per-view, because it's starting to get a little boring. Yeah.
1: <clears throat>
3: me. So as I've been
1: trying to say several times, there was a bit of wrestling going on this week, so... School, Steve, take us there, Big Daddy.
3: I will, sir. We're going to start off by talking about some SmackDown. Uh, not the one that was taped, of course. This is the live version. Um, we uh, are in the midst of the second best tournament going on right now in wrestling with the United States uh, contendership on the line. Um, so we got a couple matches with that. But to really get us going right out of the fucking gate, we are joined by the chief. The tribal chief himself has decided that he is going to grace us with his presence. Um, They announced he's had the championship now, 1,202 days. I will say this, the crowd reaction was not as mixed as usual. They were booing the fuck out of him. It's funny, even when he wants to be acknowledged, a lot of times that'll get get a nice little pop. But, uh, you know, he he even asked to be acknowledged, got booed out of the building. Then he starts talking about uh, a possible successor to him being the next tribal chief. This has come up before when, you know, he was dangling the carrot in front of Jay, if you recall. But he is talking about this person's attributes, and behind him, Jimmy was fantastic. With his facial expression, like, you would think, it's like me looking at a, at a steak dinner, man. I'm just drooling. He was doing it, but of course, the swerve, not Strickland, was that Solo was named the successor.
1: But I don't um, see how I that's think. even a swerve if they've been saying it, not to mention, and then there's nothing to say that Jay has done, for, I mean, Jimmy has done to for him to think that he was even fucking in the running.
3: Oh, I agree. I agree, but it his expressions, though, come
1: on, and it was fantastic. it was funny as shit, but
3: he didn't get the he didn't get that gift he thought was under the tree. You know? But I don't,
1: I, don't want that with him, man. Like, I don't want him to be a goofball character. I want him to be fucking. I want him to be as big as Jay is getting. You know? Yeah.
3: No, I. I think he can be. I think he's. I think he's good. But. Uh, and those booze had to come. be.
1: Them booze had to be piped in because when he said acknowledge me, the whole front row was throwing up their ones.
3: Oh yeah, well you remember it was, it's been almost the year that we went, and uh, they, they had no problem. People had no problem throwing the ones up, including us. So, but uh, then here comes here comes Randy to a massive, massive pop. Uh, he they go back and forth, him and the tribal chief, and. Randy makes a nice little comment, you know, hey, you you know, the travel chief mentioned he's changed since the last time. I think it was 2009 or whatever, whatever year it was that I guess they did a little back and forth. Um, and Roman says, basically, I'm, you know, I'm now totally different. I'm a travel chief and I'm running this shit. And Randy comes back with, uh, oh, no, you are. You're, you're a legend, which immediately if you follow Randy at all. And then he goes, the one thing, you know, I've changed myself, but the one thing I'll ever change is that I'm a legend killer. Challenge him to, to a match. He basically tells Randy that uh, he's not at his level at this point. Randy tries an RKO out of nowhere. Roman escapes it and looks terrified, petrified that he almost got the RKO. This was a nice little start. The crowd was in it both directions, boo and yay, and that's how you want it. So um, I liked it. What you think of the promo there, Brock?
0: Yeah,
1: I wasn't uh, too enthralled by either side, to be honest with you. I I look forward to the matchup itself, but uh, there's nothing that either guy said that I blew my skirt up.
3: JJ, did it blow your skirt up?
2: I mean, other than the Legend Killer, you know,
3: that's that was. I like the Jimmy thing. No, I thought that was fucking
2: great. I was just gonna say. I am so like I feel like Jay and Jimmy have been what carried completely the bloodline, and ever since Jay left, Jimmy's definitely the one carrying the the personality of the bloodline. You know,
3: uh, they they need something to to kind of pump them back up. Um, it, a storyline can't stay around forever, but I think I don't know if it means. They need some new blood, or what? But they—I uh, I think it's starting to run its run its course. Of course, every freaking time I say that, something happens and it pumps them back up. I, I, but I think uh, something needs to happen. Not sure what yet. Well, what's going to happen next? We're going to see Carmelo Hayes in the U.S. Uh, tournament to uh, become number one contender for the U.S. Yeah. championship, going against uh, the Aussie Waller. They gave this match a shitload of time. Uh, I want to say it was at least two and a half segments. Um, there, For the experience that I think they have together in NXT, I was kind of surprised it wasn't more fluid, but they do part, uh, put Carmelo Hayes over uh, with with the W. Uh, the match, again, was solid, uh, but again, a, a ton of time. Uh, JJ, what do you think of the match?
2: It was a good match. It was nice seeing Carmelo up. Uh, There were a few times that it just seemed very scripted, like you said. But other than that, it was good. Brock,
1: I don't know, man. I don't think this is the best look for Carmelo Hayes to be introduced to the main roster.
3: Well, especially what
1: maybe it happened this Friday, yeah. The shit is that you know what I mean. Like he, you know, he's bound to lose because they've already set up the fucking deal between. Jake Paul and KO, so they already sold the seeds of that. So we knew who was gonna fucking win this shit beforehand. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have put him into that position.
2: Yeah, Yeah, but I think the way you describe is
3: like a no win scenario for him is what you're kind of saying. And I'm so sorry. Uh,
2: No, you're good. You know, but you, you yourself have said in the past that. When you come up, you know, you got to still um, pay your dues coming up, you know? Um, <clears throat> I think him winning the first match and then, you know, if he loses the consequent, the the you know, next one, it's fucking KO. Who the fuck is not going to really lose to KO? You know what I mean? Um, you
3: just ruined you did That was a spoiler.
2: Right. I just think it's... <sighs> and you got to think, too, for him, it must be a big ass honor to fight KO. K.O.'s already on, on the on the verge of becoming a
3: legend himself, you know? Yeah, no. No, 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 no. Speaking of K.O., he does have a match against Theory, and guess what? He won. Thanks, JJ. This match was decent in the ring. The crown, for whatever reason, was dead. I don't know. <coughs> I, I was very surprised because K.O.'s been getting a nice pop. But... Uh, but it ends up being KO for the W. They didn't give as much time as they did uh, Waller and Hayes, but still a solid match. But what did you end up thinking there, uh, Brock?
1: I thought it was stupid. The the whole uh, him surprisingly punching him with the with the whatever the cast and, Yeah. I don't. They just seemed really contrived. I don't know. I didn't they like did
3: it. The same thing with Cody. Remember when he was going against Brock? He was using that. Um, um as a, you remember he was using that as a weapon, which
1: Well I mean a lot know, of people that cast crazy. as a weapon and just find it stupid that he did it and got away with it and I don't know. See, just
3: no, I agree. I mean let's look at Bob Orton Sr. He had that cast on for like ten years. And every time he got busted using it was a DQ. So yes, you're absolutely correct. JJ, what'd you think of the KO win?
2: <clears throat> I didn't see it, so I don't know.
3: All right, this is funny. I do have in my notes right here, per Jesse, and this is after a nice little back and forth between Jimmy and the Tribal Chief. And uh, you don't yeet around the Tribal Chief. Uh, but Jesse said, "Quote: Jimmy is carrying the bloodline." Unquote. So yes, she that she's standing by her word there. So next, uh, we have the Kabuki Warriors, uh, part of Damage Control against uh, Selena, and uh, it, it's it's she's still Yim, right? Yeah, I didn't know if they changed her again.
1: They just kept calling her Mee Chin.
3: Mee Me Well, I did like the beginning of this because, again, this is kind of bitter right here because both these people got jumping damage control. And I always said this, if if, if you really hate the person, you say they hate the person, jump them. And that's what they did. The good guys jumped the heels before the bell pretty evenly matched. I was kind of surprised, actually, the, the uh, heels were taking most of the bumps early. But there was absolutely, possibly no way the first match of the rekindled Kabuki Warriors was going anywhere but a W. Um Zane has a, just a fantastic fucking uh, elbow off the top, man.
1: It's the most fucking elbow. No. I don't know how you but she looks like a fucking. You, you remember, like back, you remember like back in the day, the, the, the cereal boxes used to have that fucking octopus <laughs> that you would throw at the wall and it would crawl down? As soon as she jumps <laughs> up in the air, her fucking little flaily legs go up everywhere. That's what I think of every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous-looking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> All right. Well, there uh, there's that.
3: What, what did you think of the match there, uh, JJ? Oh, it
2: was a great fucking match. It, that was a great match. You well... Know?
3: Rock is comparing the finish to a, a cereal box toy. So,
1: okay. Yeah, and then it, I, for some reason, I find that, like Kabuki Warriors as a name just sounds racist. I don't know why. Wow, you're
3: saying that? That must be bad.
1: <clears throat> I'm not racist. I'm everything else. is.
3: Oh, boy. Let's continue. <clears throat> so, earlier in the, uh, there was a little tension, I guess. Jimmy Jimmy's is smelling a trap here. Jimmy's kind of worried that uh, if he loses to Randy, the you know he may uh, get get the boot or get jumped. He actually goes to the upcoming Tribal Chief and asks his brother Solo, "Hey man, is uh, we're good, right? We're good." And he goes, hesitates beautifully and says, "You're my brother." And that's all he says. So we get to Orton versus Jimmy. Match was, match was good, and it, it's it's got to be very difficult, and I have to respect the fact that you've got both of them, but in this case, talking about Jimmy, you have a tag, and it, it's, it's tough to pitch on somebody, but you have a tag team person for decades, and now they have to kind of learn a little different style, because again, you don't have uh, somebody else there to give you a breather or, or whatever, so... He's doing well in the ring. Um, Solo comes out, but uh, La Knight just cuts him the fuck off just so he doesn't interfere. Um, Orton takes the W. Roman jumps Knight. And then Orton is is begging Roman to come in the ring. He does oblige. Uh, They fight a little bit and uh, Jimmy does jump Orton. So it's a three-on-two until of all people... It's AJ. Now, AJ has allegedly been in the back for the last couple weeks. Uh, one article I read, he was definitely going to be back last week. It didn't, didn't happen. So he comes in and gives the uh, tribal chief a phenomenal, phenomenal elbow and clears it, clears the bad guys out. So then we have the three good guys in the ring and the three bad guys and the wise man outside the ring. And AJ decides that uh, he doesn't like LA Night very much, and he just plows him and walks off. So interesting there. Um, I will say uh, uh, he is in, when I say he, I'm talking about the, the phenomenal one. He is in great fucking shape. Dude, his upper body looks like it's a fucking he-man uh, action figure or some shit. Uh, I think JJ even said he's almost like he's he put marker to the abs because uh, he just, not that he was ever in bad shape. I'm not saying that, but. Well, he's been, a, he's been away with the injury. I mean, he has really got jacked up. So, I mean, he, he's looking really good. I don't know if they're setting up a three-way to determine who gets a piece of Roman. But uh, AJ just walloped La night. The funny thing was, Orton just kind of stood there like – kind of like a puzzled look on his face, but he didn't stop it. So, not sure that's leading, but that does end the show. JJ, what do you think of the match? And then the kind of peculiar shit at the end.
2: Um. I actually really liked everything. I thought the match was very good. The um uh, the return of AJ was wow. I mean
3: We're in all black.
2: Yeah, he um his body looked so much like Drew McIntyre's physique. His like he's always had abs, but he had more of a kind of a pooched stomach.
3: Um like muscle yeah yeah, yeah. Brock would you think of the match the ending the hitting on la night I mean what, what do you think um
1: the match was really good and, and and like you said about you know these tag team wrestlers that are used to being in the tag team, but they're both thriving as, as singles wrestlers and and you know, I, I'm pretty sure that most wrestlers in the back would would say that the Usos are are always good to work with, regardless of, of you know what the circumstances are. I'm I'm pretty sure that you would hear that. Uh, don't,
3: you don't hear, you know, uh, little brushes with the law here or there, but no. As far as work rate and stuff, I, you're right. I don't really read anything super negative about them at all.
1: No, I, I believe that they're pretty much well-liked and, and respected. Um, the, the AJ thing threw me off. I, I don't get it. Like, why?
3: Well, what purpose is
1: they going to serve? And I guess they'll, they'll explain it a little bit better going forward. But it's like, what, what the fuck was the point of him coming and saving them just to fucking hit them? You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense.
2: I had my own theory, but now I don't remember what it was. So I know I told you guys yesterday. What was my theory?
1: Uh, he didn't want a fucking LA Knight to get the first crack at the niggas. Oh yeah.
3: Well, that was a that was a good little show. I thought, um, and it started started solid, ended solid. Uh, <clears throat> We now have a upcoming um, KO versus him, if if he's going to stick with that gimmick coming up, Uh, Carmelo Hayes. So that'll be an interesting one that I'm looking forward to. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because, again, the graciousness of uh, Triple H, they've already recorded that, but we'll uh, we'll leave that for you guys to watch, and we'll talk about it next week. But that is going to end us talking about uh, SmackDown. We're going to run right into, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, right into Rampage. Um, now, this, we're in Texas, so that'll explain this next match. This came up during uh, last week's Dynamite, where even though Orange Cassie's got some friends, Dan Housen, the best friends actually, he decides he invites the Von Eric boys, the younger uh, generation of Von Erics to partner with them against Matt Menard, Angela Parker, and Jake Hager. Now, this, it was funny because we did talk about it last week. It almost hurt the, like, Dan Housen because he says, I, I I need some partners for next week. Will your kids be able to to, to show or whatever? And even Dan Housen's hurt. Like, uh, what about me? You got me and these guys. So and that'll tie into something else, I believe, anyway, that when we talk about Dynamite. <clears throat> but uh, you throw some, uh, some like, uh, Matt Menard and uh, Angelo in there. I'm, I'm happy with that. Ross and Marshall are the Vineyard brothers. I am not overly familiar. I've only seen them a couple times on YouTube. <clears throat> and they were actually, if I'm not mistaken, on uh, the card, uh, the worst card ever, which was the Ric Flair last match. So, not overly familiar. They look decent. Um, they they didn't seem like a fish out of water because this is probably the biggest stage they've been on. Uh, but we've uh, got a, had a nice little solid match. But uh, the good guys, of course, uh, they take the loss. Excuse see the good guys win because they're in Texas. They were way over. Um, I didn't ever thought they'd lose anyway. What you think of the match, Brock?
1: And it was all right? the boys are old,
3: yeah, that was actually one thing I put in my notes. Ke- Kevin, and at the end, uh, there's uh, kind of a brawl, and Kevin does put the claw on Hager, uh, but yeah, he the dads didn't look that much uh, older than the kids, right?
1: No, yeah, man, got it wasn't also it wasn't only because it was in Texas because they were also promoting the movie about their family,
3: yep which we got to watch. You wanna, are you interested in watching that at all? I don't know. I grew up with that. I love WCCW. I love that shit. I thought, man, I, when Carrie beat Flair uh, in Texas State, I went, as a kid, I went fucking nuts. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Uh, and again, I feel sorry. That, uh, you know, you've seen it, because they were part of the, one of the Dark Side episodes, right? hmm I mean, it's just so fucking sad. And then I was so blown away when Kerry came in a Texas Tornado or whatever the hell they called him in WWE. And I'm like, man, that's not the Kerry member. And then to find out, he was hiding a, you know, a secret of his motorcycle accident where he didn't have a foot. So uh, yeah, I'm very interested in seeing that, but I don't think JJ is. So what would you think of the uh, the match, JJ, since uh, I mentioned you? I didn't see it. Okay. Brock, what would you think of the match? You you kind of was talking about the crowd and being Texas right now, but you didn't really talk about the match itself.
1: No, yeah. I said that they were old.
3: Oh, that didn't really. Okay. Well, they old. All right. So our next match up here, we'll, uh, we will just skim by because it, it is the Don Callis family facing Hunter Gray and Paul Titans. Powerhouse odds and Kyle Fletcher. Made extremely uh, short work. Congratulations. It does go out to Kyle Fletcher because the very next night um, he does win the ROH Television Championship. So congrats to Mr. Fletcher. Uh, the sad part, in my opinion, that means that his partner is going to be out even longer than they thought. So put a belt on him. Uh, but this was a squash here. Um, if you would like to talk about it, by all means. Who did he win the title from? It was a six-way.
1: because it was vacant
3: yeah because you remember um uh, samoa yeah vacated it because he was he wanted to concentrate on the uh, mjf <clears throat> so yeah it was some it was like some weird i don't want to say iron man but some weird six way match and and he ended up taking taking it up taking it down
1: You see said the blind man
3: i know but this was a squash and uh, with the powerhouse might as well be um, this is when we first see a glimpse here of, unfortunately, Kenny Omega with his post on X. Um, and I feel bad because uh, last podcast, I ridiculed his promo. It seemed like he was lost and babbling. And this could have been the problem. Uh, he is unfortunately going to be out for a some period of time, recovering from a diver. Say it, J.J. Diverticulitis. Thank you. So, uh, again, uh, speedy recovery. This guy just, just got back, you know, less than a year ago. And he was out for, what, nine months, or ten months, something like that. So, you know, you, you chin up. Watch out for the shoe. No, just kidding. Uh, so, the next match definitely has some implications as far as Brock's concerned. Because we do have Anna J versus Red Velvet. Um. Anna Jay does take care of business. Um, this was definitely not a wrestling classic. Um, but again, they uh, they pretty much gave Anna Jay control of throughout the match. Uh, Daddy Magic was there for support. It's interesting. that JS to stay together without you know Sam Guevara and Jay and uh, Jericho. So, uh, but uh, Anna does win. Uh, how'd you feel about uh, your booze match there, Brock?
1: Uh, I don't know. I was kind of just staring at her. So, it was
3: good. All right. JJ.
2: hmm
3: Any... Hello? Yeah? Did you like the match?
2: I didn't see this one either. Okay.
3: Well, let's see if you saw this one. <clears throat> but, I tell you, you talk about for pure entertainment value. Forget about the fact that everybody's in the ring at the same time for most fucking time. And the referee admonishes no one. Uh, we have Top Flight and Action Andretti versus Penta Commander and Del. V- now it's it's not Vikingo, Vikino? Vikino. Yes. So you got a bunch of high flying mofo's and pretty much all faces too. But uh, flipping you do the aside, this match is pretty fucking entertaining. I enjoyed it. Top Flight does come through because they are the next challengers for our. AEW trios champions, uh, but this—if they could do a move in, in midair, they did it in this match. It was—it was really, really good. These guys are fucking super talented. Uh, I almost wish it was a double countout because uh, these these six guys worked very well together. Um, Brock, what you think?
1: Oh yeah, fucking the niggas all showed
3: up. And sign them sign to, tomorrow if you haven't.
1: I still don't like their hair, though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, let's put it this way. If that's, if that's your worst complaint, I think they're doing okay. Uh, JJ.
0: Yes.
3: Did you watch this match? Mm mm. All
0: right.
3: So we're going to keep on keeping on. Um, Where the fuck? By- you? What? Where the you fuck did,
2: are you? Who knows? I probably went to bed.
3: All right, so let's keep on keeping on. We're going to keep in the AEW uh, spot here. We're going to have uh, what I said a pretty fucking entertaining collision show. Um, we start out of the gate. I like how they, they open. They open with like the old school uh, interviews in the back room or some shit or locker room. So I, I kind of, I, I like that being an old bastard I am. So Claudio and, uh, and Andrade, uh, Andrade for some reason thinks they're buddies, decides he's going to try to shake his hand, gets chucked for his, his uh, involvement in trying to shake his hand. Nadia, uh, Claudio, during the match, the turnbuckle, the part that connects the turnbuckle to the to the actual pole has a padding on it. That was taken off during the match. So what ends up happening here is uh, Andrade gets crotched by it. And then when the uh, phenomenal referee, instead of paying attention to the fucking match, he's trying to repair the padding. Claudio knees Mr. Andrade in the balls and takes the W. So, again, I'm totally enjoying the fact that there is no outside interference. No one's even allowed out. But you can still have that heelist thing going on. Uh, So Claudio didn't enjoy uh, Andrade's balls and decided to try to kill them. And he gets the W over uh, Andrade, which uh, again, this is a match for the uh, Continental Classic, which I did not fucking understand the booking here. Uh, You've had uh, Andrade go over two fantastic and I think favored. And I think think Claudio is very good, do not get me wrong, but he hasn't really done that great in this, so why do you have him fucking go over? Um, I might answer my own question. We talk about uh, Dynamite, but uh, the match was was good. Uh, there was one spot where he tried to throw uh, Andrade out of the ring, and Andrade just gets right in the center of the, ri- the ring ropes and just sits there nonchalant, <laughs> like "haha." So, uh, again, I enjoyed it. Didn't understand the ending. Brock, what did you think of all of it?
1: Um, it was a good match between the two, obviously, but also I don't understand the the booking of Andrade losing on this one, but I guess we'll see.
3: JJ, what's
0: think?
2: I actually did watch this match, and I <laughs> thought it was fantastic. Um, I The only problem I have with it is in what world are you going to believe that Andrade could beat Di- Daniel Bryanson but couldn't beat Castanoli? I don't like that.
3: Well, different styles make matches. That's... Uh, it's just the way they book Castanoli. At this point, he was one and two with three fucking points. Andrade was three and oh And, and, and you touched on it, I touched on it, and who he beat to get those points. And then this uh, maybe there's a master plan we'll find out uh this la- this saturday will be the last <clears throat> kind of last round of the uh divisions we'll talk about why i coughed in a moment uh because uh we're not done with this tournament and i am so happy all right so we get
1: it's supposed it's- to be like that you know it's supposed to be you know the, the tournament was, I mean, and wrestling in general was supposed to be in a sense, like I said, about uh, that's how they needed to do WWE was, you know, it should be like like football that on any given Sunday, you know, yeah. one guy could beat another guy, you know, so the fact how that
3: How picks do we have the same all the time on the pay-per-views? So we don't even believe that.
1: Well, I mean, we, we said that it should be something, that doesn't mean that it is that
3: it needs to be, man. I can agree with you more. This is a perfect opportunity. But you're yeah, right. You're, you're right in the money, man.
2: Well, I think what you're trying to say is not only do we match each other, but we pick the right person, you know? Just because it's become so predictable.
3: Yeah, and if you're familiar with the uh, tournament over in New Japan, you get some you get some stunners in that shit. <laughs> You know? So, Brock, that was a good point. Uh, I really couldn't agree more. But now we're going to have Abaddon. She takes on... She what? That's a scary bitch. That is a scary bitch. But you know who's up for the task? It's not Jasmine Allure. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's who she faced. Jasmine Allure. It sounds like she should probably be in a different profession, if you know what I mean. And after about uh, 90 seconds, she probably wishes she was in a different profession because Abaddon, this is one of the quickest, most devastating women's squashes I have seen. Um, Abaddon tears her apart, but that's not really the the issue with this. Uh, What we end up getting is... um, the TBS champion, lights go out, lights come on, and she's there. She gets into it with Abaddon. Abaddon gets the upper hand until Sky Blue shows up. Now, one thing I did not mention, at the very beginning of the show, they did reveal that Thunder Rosa was uh, on the Spanish-announced team. So, that's the first time I've seen them have a Spanish-announced team, but this leads into what's going on. So, Sky Blue comes out, looks like she's going to go after the TBS champion but decides she is aligning herself with Julia Hart. And they start a two-on-one assault on Abaddon until the just-mentioned Thunder Rosa comes up from the Spanish announce table and helps her out. They have an awkward but funny uh, shaking of the hands and the crowd goes nuts. So I guess they're going to bring in Thunder Rosa slowly with a tag team uh, uh, feud, which I'm fine with. And if you're Nigel McGinnis, or you're a fan of Nigel McGinnis, if he was to pick a new name for Sky Blue, it should be Sky Black. Nigel with those one-liners. Let me tell you. What would you think of the match there? Uh, You started, JJ. You said she's a weird one, but what would you think of this whole thing? I mean, the match was super squash, but as far as Thunder Rosa lining. I'm cool with it. You
2: know, I think that's a good way to bring her back in, you know, People she hasn't really worked with
3: much that don't hate her, right? Rock, your sky blue is now sky black. What do you think? Did she discuss this with you on your last uh tele call or something? No, yeah,
1: doesn't he sound like the oldest guy? Yeah, I'm the oldest guy right now, so we're good. Um, no, you know, I, I don't get it, but you know, whatever. She needed something to do, so that's fine. Uh, Thunder Rosa, as far as I'm concerned, is so I could care less.
3: So we have a a nice match here. We've got uh, a gentleman named Brian Keith. Now, not well-known. He is from Texas. They are in Texas. He's a local talent. But the night before, during the ROH uh, pay-per-view, he had a fantastic showing. Got a W. So they bring him over. He is uh, very unique. I'm not, I'm not familiar. Had to kind of do some Googling. But he's going against our international champion, OJ. Brian Keith had a shitload of offense. Um, and it was really back and forth. Um, I, I, again, I didn't think that OJ would lose per se. But man, this, uh, this guy, man, Brian Keith, make him all elite right away. They have a great match. Uh, OJ finishes him up with that uh, a some people call a surprise roll up, which is wrong, but it's like a half Nelson twirl thing. Does roll him up for the W. Afterwards, he's trying to shake the gentleman's hand, but uh, Mr. Mr. Keith uh, does not want to shake hands, but he will tilt his cowboy hat toward Mr. OJ, for which Mr. OJ then tips his glasses down toward him, so to show respect. But the match I thought was great. Brock, what do you think?
1: I think I remember seeing this dude in in uh, one of these documentaries. Um, yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, you know, I don't have much faith in people named Brian outside of myself because they always end up being whack. But uh, we'll see what happens. JJ, what'd you think?
3: Uh, it was fun. And should we have faith in anyone named Brian? I don't care. Uh, all right. What about the match, though? What about the match?
2: The match was
3: good. All right, and and again, it was somebody I I was he was on the route the ROA for pay per view the night before got a W, but it was uh, it was a surprise, and now he he's got some. I would say an orthodox, but he's solid. He's really solid, and the, the Texas crowd was w- really behind him. They'll never boo OJ, but still, there were there are multiple pops for both. All right, we're going to get to the odd thing of the evening. We are going to get a street fight. I think they're it a Texas street fight, but on Monday street fight, we have Willa Nightingale, Chris Statlander versus Diamante Mercedes Martinez. These four women have been going at it for about a month or two now. And uh, they said, fuck it, we are going to go all the way then, and we are going to go with a Texas street fight. Just say it's a, it's a no DQ. This is what I don't understand. So the baby babyfaces, uh, Chris Atlander and Will and Engel, they're not dressed for a fight. They looks like they were dressed for some weird Halloween party. They both, in my opinion, were dressed more like, like uh, schoolgirl outfits than any type of street fight outfit and they're carrying this briefcase, which they open, but we can't see it. They both kind of snicker and close the briefcase, uh, where Martinez and uh, and Diamante, you know, they are dressed to to kill people, like right? they have pants and everything. So that kind of was weird. The match itself, they did not hold anything back. They were tables and chairs, oh my. Um, and they, we decide that we're gonna see what's in the briefcase. The heels get it. <laughs> And it's, it's Tex. What a surprise. What an awesome surprise for a no DQ match. And unfortunately Chris Statlander takes the brunt of this head first. Um, and surprisingly though, comes back and uh, Willow gets thrown through a table. But then Statlander uh, ends up uh, finishing with a clothesline with a chain wrapped around her arm. Um, there was a spot where Willow took a bottle to the head, and if that's the case, maybe Martinez is the devil because uh, it was a good shot, uh, but uh, Diamante, when she did put Chris Statlander through the uh, tax, got a talk of her own, so she started bleeding. Um, it might have been Moxie Knight, I don't know. This was, It was entertaining, it was just, I didn't understand the get-ups. Uh, Brock, what's the think of the match?
1: Uh, It was all right, you know. I kind of didn't pay too much attention to it, to be honest with you. It was
3: the...
2: What? What? That it was definitely odd. Like, it just didn't seem to... I don't know. And the ending was odd. It was kind of abrupt. A lot of, of wrestling
3: matches have been ended, just very abruptly. i wonder if people are going over, and like it's like, all right, let's wind it down. Let's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I mean, overall, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not hating it. I mean, the m- more women tag team matches we get, the more women wrestling, the better. All right, so uh, our next uh, squash is um. <laughs> Brian Cage, and I honestly watched this match and don't, uh, in my notes, I didn't even know if I got a chance to get the name of the (laughs) the enhancement talent, but again, anytime I can have Nana dance, I am all for it. I am good with it. Uh, They are building Cage up like a beast. There is a promo a little later on. Of course, they were part of the ROH, uh, the Mogul Embassy or whatever they're called because they are the ROH trios champions it almost seems like they're pushing or, or or Cage maybe for a fall because he's taking most of the time talking and talks about how he is the one that is keeping the team together uh, so I don't know if that's good meaning that the uh, machine is going to be jumped at some point by heels or what so it's going to be interesting um, I doubt you want to talk about the squash but if you do Brock
1: no JJ?
3: Uh-uh. Alright, speaking of Dancing Machines my boy Daniel Garcia this is a blue league match against Eddie Kingston now I uh, I, I like this match, I'm going to say I did. Right. I tell you uh, they it almost seems like they're trying to change the Dancing Machine a little there were times and of course one of our, all of our favorite moves the machine gun chop by uh, probably the former New Japan open weight and ROH champion, uh, uh, Mr. Kingston. But it was, Dan, Daniel was taking it. Garcia was taking it, dishing it, taking it, dishing it. And then uh, there's a back fist, uh, which is Eddie's finisher. But uh, Garcia does get out of it. He does his little dance moves here and there. Um, and, of course, that, that's a no-no from Mr. Uh, Daddy Magic. But uh, I don't, Daniel looked good in the match. He just can't get a win. Eddie does another backfist to score the W. Uh, JJ, what you think of the match?
2: I honestly suck. suck. I, again, I say Daniel Garcia has had amazing matches with Daniel Bryan. He's had amazing matches with a lot of different people. And you're going to tell me that he was going to get mainly beat up by
3: Eddie Kingston? Get the fuck out of here. Get the it's fuck It's Styles. Out. It's all about Styles.
1: Maybe Eddie knows some kind of uh, secret
3: uh, ancient Chinese secret.
2: Unless he's farting in his face, there's nothing I think Eddie could fucking do that would make him or uh, of a beast than the other people that I've mentioned.
3: Tomato, tomato, but we're going to have our next match Um, here. We've got Brody King. Uh, He's going to end up facing the American Dragon. I don't know if he's even using that moniker anymore. It's probably Danielson. Um... The match is good, but I kind of got thrown off because um, J.J. at the beginning of the match, because of all the ink that Mr. King has, misspoke but said something of the nature of "colt." I wouldn't mind to see all his tattoos, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So her new favorite uh, wrestler is Brody King. That's not what I said. But in quotes, it has to be. Yeah, right. You weren't even there. No, never (laughs) mind. This was, a, again, this is the uh, normal, but still impressive. Back and forth, little man, big man. Uh, it's back forth, back forth. Uh, I tell you, love how he, uh, Danielson does the kicks to the leg that was pissing off the big man. Uh, but at the end of the day, Danielson wins uh, with a knee to the back of the head. Um, I am uh, torn on this. I would have Love to see uh, Mr. King get his comeuppance here and uh, give him his flowers, whatever the term is nowadays. But uh, nope, we get uh, the Danielson BCC man win. What would you think about that, Brock? Uh,
1: um. I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn here, man, because I like I really don't like Danielson in AEW.
3: Okay.
1: Other than you know saying the 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 his dream matches that he's had with like Omega and fucking you know shit like that and you know getting into the room with Okada and and all the great Japanese wrestlers that he's in, I just don't think that this fucking run in AEW has been all that great for. Him.
3: Okay. So you think it's taken away from what he's built prior?
1: Yeah. Even the BC, even joining the BCC, I thought was it makes sense to me.
3: Chase, what do you think of the match? I thought it was awesome.
2: It was a great
0: match.
3: I are not going can argue the match quality.
2: I disagree with Brock. I loved his. Um. I've loved his run.
1: Because you're you know, a damnist
3: we had a long discussion on that last week. If you are calling, he is doing different things. Uh, I don't know if it's helping or hurting him. Uh, I'm, I'm entertained. I, I, you know, no offense to Mr. Mr. Punk, but uh, personally, I, I would, my opinion is that Brian Janison is, is up there. if not the best in the world. Okay. So, but, I, mean, but, okay. I, see so I see both years. I see both years.
1: Say saying <clears throat> say that he's one of the best in the world is, you know what I'm saying? He established that years ago. You know what I mean? So there's nothing about his run in AEW that has built on that or caused that to be. You know what I'm saying? So he was already one of the best in the world before he got to AEW. And I don't think that there's anything that he's done in AEW. That makes anybody says, oh, yeah, he's definitely see this right here. This definitely shows that he's the best in the world.
2: I, again, I disagree. I think he's had some amazing fucking matches, one of which, and ironically, was with that kid, Garcia. He had an amazing, amazing match with Garcia.
1: But that doesn't make him, that doesn't add to him being the best in the world. It just means he had a good match with a, another good kid. So what? I don't imagine he's gonna have a bad match. You know what I mean? He has. So the fact, the fact that he has good matches, it's not saying anything.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not sure.
1: Does he have stellar feuds? Does he have great storylines? You know what I mean? None of that shit has happened in AEW for him. Everything has been just pretty much. It's a great match, yeah, but. What else did you expect from him? Well,
3: okay, he didn't have a bad storyline against MJF. Remember, he had to he couldn't lose for like two months was the provision. And then it would be the Iron Man yeah. match. They, they, they had that going on for a while. I enjoyed that one. No, oh, but, but I, that, I built on MJF than him. But
2: I mean, okay, so I, I'm, I, again, I
1: say I'm a little confused with what you're
2: expecting. At this point, all people want to see is him fucking fight and have great fucking matches. He's already won all the titles he needs to win. He's already done all the things that he's you know probably set himself. No, to. he
1: hasn't. I mean,
3: he hasn't won a W title.
1: He hasn't won any titles in the AEW or anywhere else for other that other matter. Titles? I wouldn't either.
2: Okay, but do you think that that him any better because? Has
1: a title? Yeah.
2: Hmm.
3: That's the great thing about wrestling. We can have these discussions. Anyway, what's next, Steve? All right. Well, next is Raw. We are chucking along. I'll get to the brackets in a second because we'll talk blue and gold together. Uh, but we're going to truck on Monday Night Raw. Now, this, of course, is the show prior to them taking time off. Next week's show is supposed to be kind uh, of, I guess, like a best of or something, I believe. So that'll give us time to do some uh, best ofs ourselves. Judgment Day hits the ring. They forgot to tell... um. Our truth, our truth is, is upset. He comes in the rain. Now don't forget, he took a little uh, Judgment Day whooping last week. This genius decides that was part of his initiation to get into Judgment Day. That was hilarious. Now, also do not forget that the, the match for between him and JD McDonough, which is another no DQ match, the fight on 34th Street, whatever they want to call it. Was already advertised, so back and forth, and, and it's funny. Priest cannot hold his shit together when uh, r truth is involved. Our truth is breaking him like uh, Sammy was breaking the Usos and uh, Roman. But back and forth, and then uh, basically, he says that he wants to fight McDonough. McDonough goes, "You idiot! We're already uh, supposed to fight, and thirty fourth Street uh, Street match." But then our truth comes up with the provision if uh, if you win you stay in the judgment day and if I win I'm in the judgment day for which again for some reason maybe it was the delivery but uh, Mr. priest was chuckling and J- and uh, mommy didn't like this too much but uh, maybe this isn't uh, be a reason to boot him at some point but priest gets involved and says no that's a great idea and even McDonough at the, at the end of the whole thing goes that's fine because I'm going to kick your ass anyway so let's talk about the match and then we can talk about the whole thing in one nutshell. Uh, so the, mat, the, the match itself, and again, it's, it's an ODQ match, whatever, however you want to term it. Um, you had, uh, this is the odd part, in my opinion. Um, you had Dirty X Con Dom, whatever he's going by this week. And, but no, nobody else from Day. Everybody else went to the back. So he stuck his nose in a couple times. But R-Truth was not having any of it. And uh, some interesting weaponries. But at the end of the day, uh, it's R-Truth who put uh, J.D. McDonough through a table from the top rope. And McDonald was trying an offensive move. And somehow, Truth uh, reversed it. Uh, so, he gets the w and I guess he's now in judgment day. Uh, we'll talk, basically talk more about that in a minute but uh, what did you think about the promo and of course the match itself rock
1: I think our truth was the trip um, I, I you know I don't I don't I didn't get what they were going with with this but it, you know it was funny to watch I didn't see him winning either, so that was a trip.
3: Uh, he's a... JJ?
2: I didn't realize he was that good in the ring. It was pretty good to see him. Uh, and Uh Considering his age, you know, he fucking moved. Mm. And um I thought...
1: That's one thing. For as old as he is, he's fucking... He's in great shape and he doesn't look any worse for the wear either.
3: No, not at all. I want to say this last injury was the, the first injury I can really recall, but it's hard to tell with him too because sometimes they go through phases where they don't really use him. But as far as public, is the first big injuries he's had, so you're right. I mean, the
2: dissension, I, I see it. I think they could have done a way better job with it, but I can see where they're trying to sow those seeds you know, all over the place.
1: But and, you know, and the 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 thing about it with that I don't like is that you know, with Judgment Day, like they had they for for a spell there they had that air of the 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 successors to the bloodline in terms of you know dominating the 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 shows and shit. So to put them into comedy bullshit, you know what I mean, kind of like defeats all that and makes it kind of goofy.
3: Um, and Sammy wasn't comic relief for the bloodline though?
1: Yeah, but that as goofy as this guy is.
3: not hmm. I'm not going to uh, fight with that one, that's for sure, but I, 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 I enjoy Zit. Now... <clears throat> We'll just hit it now, uh, since we're on the topic. Later on, uh, we're in the <laughs> what do you what do you call it? The Judgment Day hangout clubhouse, whatever. And McDonough's pissed. Priest fucks with him, and basically like, "Uh, yeah, you're out. You're you're gone." And McDonough's facial expression is again, we're going back to Christmas, and the kid didn't get the toy he wanted. He almost looks like he's gonna cry because he wants to just tell me I'm in the Judgment Day. So. Uh, Basically, uh, that gets kind of smooth over. He goes, "Yeah, yeah." So, I, again, priests kind of have a little fun at the expense. I don't know if that's going to tie into a fi- finally them uh, pull pulling the plug on this. But uh, that was that was interesting. I, but and McDonough did a good little acting job. But uh, I don't know they if they're gonna. I was going to save this for later, but like well, now. But uh, you got to pull the trigger on uh, on priests. Either getting kicked the fuck out of Judgment Day, or leaves the Judgment Day, or cashes in that damn uh, money in the bank. Like that has become like the third or fourth story about the Judgment Day is that he is still senior money in the bank, but and he he was teasing it, you know, for a while. But now it's just like nothing. So I don't know. They need to. I hope. I hope they. I don't know if he's going to win or not, but cash it in. Don't do like they did with Otis, where he loses it to someone else. You know, I hope they they don't do that. But anyway, we're going to talk about uh, possibly the best Intercontinental Champion of all time. We've got Gunther facing off with The Miz for the IC title. Now, The Miz must win. If he does not, he cannot challenge Gunther for that title again. Now, if somebody else has a title. Sure. he can, but as long as Gunther has it, he can't challenge for it. Now this match was, I tell you, and, and I had really at the beginning, had no issue as far as thinking or had no thought process that we, that Gunther was going to lose to Mr. Miz, but man, they play this perfectly. The, the crowd's reaction to, to, to Miz, who's usually booed out of the building. They look at him as this fighting underdog, and we want him to win. And, and there was a couple chances, in my opinion, uh, that made me think it could happen because he does a crushing uh, skull-crushing finale, his finisher, from the second rope. But Gunther, being the badass he is, says, I'm going out of the ring because you can't pin me. So that, I thought that was cl- really smart. Uh, This was back and forth Uh, They kept Miz strong But at the end of the day Even though the Miz again had a nice little Match with it He hurt Gunther's hand near the uh, middle of it uh, By making him chop the uh, Post Instead of his chest But Miz does take the loss at the end of the day I will say Miz's chest Was dog meat uh, Because it looked like dog food Thanks to Gunther's chops uh, but got their wins. It was a solid match.
0: His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz.
1: Okay, so we're back here. Turnbucks and Brass Nugs.
3: Turnbucks and I don't
1: remember where we were.
3: Well, we were, we were uh, I don't know if we quite finished this. Uh, I finished my part of it. We were talking about The Miz and. Gunther's match, what did you think of it? Brock,
1: Oh, uh, I think, you know, uh, Miz doesn't get a lot of credit for being as good in the in the ring as he is. He's always been super solid.
2: Bullshit, because I said that, and all, all of you have been like, mm-hmm. I said that to me, Miz is the type of guy that you got to get through if you want to be somebody.
1: I mean, I don't know if that's the case. All I'm saying is that he's good in the ring. He he could pull off a good match.
3: This, in my opinion, has been his best year ring-wise. Now, of course, he's been, you know, two-time, Grand Slam champ, blah, blah, blah. But I think this year, I, I mean, he's, he's doing moves that he's never done before. And I think he's looking smoother in the ring. But... But the match itself though. You're okay with it, Rock? Yeah, it was, a, it
1: was a pretty good match. Not that anybody thought the Whitman's Miz was gonna win.
3: You kept it, he kept teasing it. It did have like, some no. moments. Like they're gonna they're gonna pull the trigger on this son bitch. Ain't no offense to Miz, but it's gotta be somebody other than Miz.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, eventually somebody's got to beat him for it, but definitely
3: it shouldn't be Miz. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Double J, what you think of the match? You, you kind of touched on it, but uh, what do you think of the whole thing? Uh, the match
2: was actually better than the first match that they had. Can you hear me?
3: Now, yeah, we're on a slight delay, but yes. Okay. He doesn't hear the delay. I do because she's right next to him. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was it was uh, it was good. Now I just don't quite know what you do with the man because uh, you've you have uh, pushed him now to the point where he's he's being cheered. So he's now he's now babyface, which is not really his M.O. So I'm not. Sure, I don't know what you do with him now. Do you just put him back uh, being the comedic figure that? Uh, does a shitty uh, talk show every week, you know what I mean, so it'll be interesting while all that falls but we have a tag team championship match uh, and I'm not talking about uh, the main event with the men we're talking about the ladies, the ladies in front of the belt finally um, Chelsea Green and, and uh, Miss Piper Niven, now the funny part here is I don't have JJ do the Chelsea Green because the announcer didn't do it either she flat out just did a normal Chelsea Green. So that was weird. Uh, they're facing Caden and Katana for the tag team championships. Um, okay. We have new tag team champs. Congratulations to Carter and Chance. Uh, they do go over on uh, Piper, Niven, and Chelsea. They are your new champs. I hope they are used better than uh, all their predecessors, to be honest, for the most part. Um, so what did you think of having new uh, champions, JJ?
2: I thought the match was actually really good. I, I, I was impressed. Um, I do hope that this builds some kind of women's tag team division back up. You know, you got your, your Kabuki Warriors, you have them. Apparently, they're trying to push the Shayna and... Um the other chick and push. Um Zoe Stark. Yeah, Zoe and Push the other two too. So uh what's her name? Natalia and
3: uh Oh Keegan Knox. Yeah. Who knows? Brock, what you think? New tag team champions. I uh what do you think? Other than the
1: fact that they're an actual tag team, I uh, wasn't a big fan of this.
2: Why
1: not? Um, I'm not a big fan of them. Them. Them chicks. You know what I'm saying? Them, them they right? just look stupid to me. And I hate the 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 fucking white girl. Is just she looks like she. I, I swear to God, every time I'm uh, I, I I watch her. If you pay attention to her, she's constantly looking at the other chick to know what to do. Okay, so the other chick's the leader. And then she's always smiling, and I hate that.
2: How dare she fucking smile?
1: They both smile way too damn much. Overly smiley people, it
3: just bothers me. You know what? Willow should join. Team Smiley. Willow don't smile like that, though. Yeah, she does. Oh, bullshit, bro. No, They're
1: like, well, no, no, no. uh, Willow. Willow gets has badassery in her.
3: Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this bitch that. is just a smiley wanna... bitch. Just a smiley bitch. <laughs> All right, so uh, we now get story time with uh, Mister Nakamura. Who has a version of the American uh, nightmare? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is great. He he is and it, it is in one hundred percent Japanese, whatever, whatever his language is. Don't no anyone. But the Christmas tale to Cody Rhodes, and uh, he's going through it. One part mentions uh, that he's a bastard, talking about the uh, son of a plumber. And the good thing here, and again, I love this. I talked about it before with the tag team, uh, no DQ match with the ladies in AEW. Cody comes out of nowhere and just starts whipping that ass. And it goes from the back to the ring to the outside of the ring. Again, some fantastic work, not really by the security staff. They do finally get separated. But uh, this is just leading to. It's not a pay per view, but it's what is it called? Day one.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: So you know, it's they're building it. We'll talk more about it a little bit later. Um, what you think of the, uh, the the story time with Nakamura, Brock?
1: I always like story time with Nakamura. I think that's his. You know, this has been his best, like fucking, his best work in the WWE so far.
3: I'm gonna agree. KJ, do you agree?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm again. I'm glad that they're letting him do whatever it is he's doing. It is definitely working. Hold on, you're gonna hear some crunching.
1: Please.
2: Okay. I'm done.
1: Be a professional.
3: I was being a
2: professional rapper. Shut up.
3: Yo, 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 yo. All right. So next, um, unfortunately, there seems to be a miscommunication between uh, Tozawa and Chad Gable, because Chad told him, man, you got you to make a splash. You got to go big. So Tozawa goes to the uh, general manager and books a match with um, uh, Ivar. That basically looks uh, pretty much uh, the same size as his thigh. This is Tozawa. To so they have a match. Uh, and it's not quite a squash. They do give Tozawa the first two minutes or so. But then it's pretty much over with. Ivar squashes toward the end. Um, again, they're just trying to build us his badassery. What did you think, Brock? Who keeps
1: booking these fucking matches, bro? Like, I'm so sick and tired of seeing a, a little tiny guy and some mammoth human being in the ring together. Like, it just shouldn't happen. Like, when they did fucking Rey Mysterio against the a Cat, like, who the fuck books that bullshit.
2: They did, duh.
1: It's fucking ridiculous already. Cut that shit out, all right?
3: TJ, <sighs> so we cut the shit out? What did you think of Mr. Tozawa?
2: That made no difference to me. It was a good match, actually. They, they gave, gave him a, a little bit of offense. Just a little bit.
3: Next. 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 Somebody's cranky. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Uh, during this uh, t- this um, episode of Raw, you do have a Nia Jax promo. But Becky does come out. Um, and then Nia announces she's going to go to the Rumble, but also takes out Becky on the way out. So. Take that for what it's worth. We have Kofi Klaus, though, which is always amusing. And uh, after the head of Imperium wins his match, uh, we do have the other members of Imperium clapping for him, and he basically tells them that they're not carrying their weight in Imperium. He is carrying it all. And he is going to have a little break coming up, and they better uh, get their shit together. So that was interesting, and this leads us to the match. Uh, Kofi uh, is handing out presents. Does give a beautiful present to Mr. Ludwig Kaiser, and it's a it's a lump of coal. So Kaiser's pissed. So then, trucking along, uh, Kofi Claus is shooting out uh, merchandise to the to the crowd, and then gets jumped by Imperium, which leads just to uh, Kofi getting jumped. It was phenomenal heat. Kaiser. Has a match, but unfortunately, uh, the reason for the match is uh, Jay Uso comes out to help Kofi Claus. So we have Kaiser and Jay Uso. This this is great. I mean, and there was there were shenanigans, of course, but Jay did not let it affect him whatsoever. He takes a solid W, in my opinion, and not only saves Kofi Claus, but uh, whoops up on some uh, Kaiser ass. Brock, what you think? Pointless. Jake, it was pointless.
2: I don't think so. I mean, I think, you know, A, it gives J a a win. Another one. Another, another
3: one.
2: Um, but it also helps build to the story of Kaiser, you know, randomly losing.
3: Don't, uh, please, WWE, do not break Imperium up right now. Just, just, I love the dynamic because the the tag team guys never come in on on uh, Gunther's matches. Gunther, they come out, they do the mag- the awesome magic trick of getting rid of uh, uh, Gunther's coat, and then they go away. So I wish they just push them as a tag team and I mean make them a, uh, a, a as a group, a whole group, may, make them a worthy uh, opponent to some other groups, possibly like a Judgment Day or whatnot, but. Yeah, the booking is kind of weird. I, I have to agree with Mr. Mister Brock. But we're getting to our main event.
2: Well, especially ben, consi- I'm sorry, honey. Especially considering how dominant they were in NXT, you know, for so long.
3: Yeah, I could, absolutely. You are 100% correct. Um, I don't know what they're doing. That just, uh, go ahead. Gunther's earned a couple days off, a couple weeks off. Uh, but, I, again, this is just leading down a path of splitting up another fucking tag team. So, I'm not really behind it, but it is what it is. Speaking of tag teams, though, we're putting the titles on the line here with Judgment Day, Mr. Priest, and uh, Mr. Finn. These Creed brothers, they come out weapons hot on fire, winning early. Um, I mean, they are just, they're good. The crowd's behind them. Uh, this was a solid uh, match. I really felt that uh, Priest carried the load early on taking the whoopings from the Creeds. Uh, But, of course, uh, at at the end, basically, uh, we've got a weird finish. Uh, The Creeds do their finisher not once, but twice, Uh, but do not get the W thanks to the other person running in. First time, it was Priest. Second time, it was Finn uh, for the saves. Uh, But then... Kind of weird stuff happens, and and, uh, Priest hits his finisher on Julius. One, two, and if you're looking at it, the shoulder comes up. And, I mean, clear up. There's a three count. There's some confusion, but uh, at the end of the day, I guess all that matters is uh, (laughs) the Judgment Day are still your tag team champions. Uh, I just found the ending extremely bizarre, Uh, but uh, it is what it is. I'm not – so, I like the Creed's, but uh, Brock has made a, a point a couple occasions. cases. It's, it's a little early. The problem I have it being that early that they've got a title shot. What do they fucking do next? So I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, but uh, JJ, what do you think of the match? It
2: was good. I guess there were some kind of issues, too, with one of the Creed's hitting a Priest in the face uh, in a wrong way.
3: Yeah, it was the finisher. It was the Creed Bomb, or whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah, and uh, not Julius, but. um, Brutus. Brutus, the Brutus ball, yeah. He kind of landed pretty nicely on the face of Mr. Priest. So, uh, and again, mistakes happen, and I'm going to get to something in that storyline in a minute. But uh, but yeah, but the match, uh, what'd you think, though? I mean, the ending, the. You know, oddly enough, that fucking uh, right shoulder coming up. What what did you think about the whole thing there, JJ?
2: That was just weird. It was really off, really fucking off. And I don't know if it was one of those things where, again, they were just mad at each other or or what, but it was weird.
3: JJ, you're there, right? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, I'm not sure if you were done with your critiquing uh, as far as Julius and the creeds. Brutus,
2: Brutus, yeah, it was weird. It was just a weird match, all around
3: Brock. Was it a weird match? Good match, bad match, entertain, entertaining. What'd you think?
1: Yeah, I'd say pretty weird.
3: It, it's one of those that JJ talked about earlier where it's like an abrupt ending, like it. Uh, don't know. Uh, I, I was. I, I like the match, and I do like the Creed's very much. Um,
1: but they're pushing them too hard, too fast, man. I'm like, I agree
3: with you on this. I, I do.
1: And I then, you know, be... they, like, they're very vanilla, you know what I'm saying? Like, to get this type of push, like, I don't get
3: it. Especially because we still only have one set of belts, per se. Like if 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 you want to push the creeds and you you had raw titles and smackdown titles, that almost make a l- not much but a little more sense. You can't you can't put the unified titles on this team right now. As much as I like them, also the thing during the match that was, in my opinion, kind of weird was. So there was two times that, um, mommy, our women's champion, interfered. Now, she is going to defend the title uh, against. Ivy. Ivy. So she's there with the creeds. Sees the interference twice, but she's on the other side of the ring not doing shit. So I was a little confused on that too. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we do we have uh, tag team champions uh, stay the same, and that's uh, that's how we're we're ending raw. But uh, we still have one more thing we got to talk about. Last night's dynamite. Dynamite. Uh. We start right out of the gate. We got Swerve Strickland versus Roosh. Roosh is mathematically has already been eliminated from the uh, Continental Classic, but he's playing spoiler, I guess you could say. We'd like to uh, cost uh, Mr. Swerve Strickland a a chance at the finals. Uh, This match was fantastic. Loved it. Uh, These guys really were beating the fuck out of one another for the majority. At the end of the day, Swerve does take the W. Roos plays off a leg injury that started against Mox week one of this. And, again, that's the fun thing about these tournaments. They can tell stories throughout. Uh, so, I didn't hey, – when Strickland's uh, there, the only problem is, no, nah, nah, I can't be there because there's no side uh, – uh, nobody allowed to decide. So, But I like the match a lot. Um, and, of course, Swerve going over made perfect sense, even though uh, a little bit – I mean, this gives Roos only – Six points throughout, which um, eh, it is what it is. Somebody's got to lose. But what did you think of the match, Buck? Uh, Brock? Brock? Rock-y. What? Exactly. What would you think of the Swerve Frick, and match?
1: Oh, yeah, I fucks with that, man. That shit was fucking... Well, this, uh, it, it almost, it's almost bothersome that they have so much talent in AEW, and I don't think that they utilize them as well as they should, but this fucking tournament is giving us some great fucking matches, and I fucks with it. You fucks with it,
3: Deja?
2: Yeah, for sure. Plus, I think it really highlights the talent, and then the way that gives them an opportunity to say, "Well, hey, let's push him against him. Let's, you know, well, and obviously, I mean, I know I'm gonna—it's a spoiler—but they had the um, MJF and what's his name Uh, and swerve interaction, you know, Um, already. So, it's kind of like, it, it's giving that opportunity to give a lot of push. Plus, I think a lot of storyline. Like, I mean, they can take, um, what's his name? Uh, The one that has zero points. Which one? There's only one person with zero points.
3: Spoiler, there's two.
2: In, in, yeah. the, in the Gold League?
3: You talking about Mr. J. Lethal? Yeah, him. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he's the only one in the Gold League that has zero points.
3: Well, now that you ruined that outcome.
2: Yeah, well, again, I just said spoiler. Uh, So what was the purpose? Oh, well, now he has a storyline to say, hey, you know, I got to, you know, bring my cred up. I did like crap or whatever, you know, there's so much that they could still do now.
3: That's a great point. Um, And I'll talk about that exactly when we get to that match. It's a good point. Um, Brocky Brock and the Funky Bunch. What would you think about Mr. Strickland?
1: Dude, I, I was the first one to talk about it.
3: Well, I, I thought I cut you off, so I was trying to give you more time. All right, so let's keep on keeping on. Let's talk about Mr. J. Lethal and Mark Briscoe. Two guys sucking hind teeth. Um, It's something that JJ said and something we actually discussed when we're talking about the Usos. We have Briscoe who has been primarily a tag team uh, wrestler for primarily his whole career. He even has an interview uh, before this match and saying, yeah, I need to improve because basically I'm a rookie singles wrestler. So he acknowledges the fact that uh, he's got some, some improving to do. And lets us know uh, he thinks it's uh, basically because the fact he was a tag team wrestler for his whole career. So again, it's got to be a difficult transition. Jay Lethal, former uh, ROH, everything, in my opinion. But somebody's got to go down, and unfortunately, in this case, it's Mister Lethal. Um, what I am hoping that uh, happens here is that this is the beginning of the end with his association with uh, Jarrett's, both of them. Mr. Singh and Mr. Depp, but Briscoe does take the match. It was a solid match between the two. Afterwards, they do shake hands. What'd you think, Brock?
1: I'm just trying to figure out like what, what are they really trying to do with with Jay and uh, me? And Double J were talking about that shit um, the other day about like I think maybe the the Jay is gonna retire or some shit. It almost seems like that's where they're going to go with
2: him. Well, I know that Sanjay Singh, the tall guy, uh, wanted time off. So, I mean, I don't know if they're they're doing it as, hey, everybody's going their own way or... But time off
1: from fucking what? He hasn't done shit. <laughs> I don't it's know. It's Satnam Singh.
2: Satnam, Whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, because it's Sanjay Dutt, right? Yeah. Yeah, the tall one. He wants to go. Plus, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. I know. Didn't um, Jeff Jarrett come out once and he like pushed him away or whatever?
3: Yes, that was earlier on. Yes, in this.
2: Yeah, I so I mean, there maybe that reaction
3: here too. Something
2: that might be something that they'll go towards. Like you know, he blames them being with them or whatever. You know, I've lost my abilities because of you guys. Whoa, blah 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 blah. You know. <laughs>
1: Whatever ends Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett from being on screen is okay with me.
2: I don't mind seeing Jeff Jarrett, to be honest. Uh, Mm. It's a lot more entertaining than I anticipated it being. I hate that woman. I cannot stand her with a passion. It just Mm. she makes me mad. And not like a regular heel should make you mad. Like I want to jump through the screen and really fuck you up myself.
3: No, that's a good heel, man.
1: Yeah, no, but she has. It's it's another thing. Where for one, she has no business being there. Mm-hmm. Fucking two wrestlers does not give you the fucking right to fucking be in 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 on a wrestling show. You know what I mean? Like she has no wrestling background, no wrestling. Uh, Ability, her fucking uh, character sucks. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for her to beat it.
3: dude. If she, if the, if the character is whiny bitch, she's got it down pat. She's 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 terrible. I can't fucking, I can't stand that group. it, it, it was some fun comedic value with, uh, with Dutton, but uh, I think it's, it's way, way past its prime. I'm gonna agree with JJ and, and uh, say that uh, if this does lead us to a epiphany by Mr. Lethal, that he's better on his own than with them. Hey, if you want a feud with uh, 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 Jeff Jarrett, then uh, then I wouldn't mind that either. I like first one out of the gate, but it is what it is. So what's next is uh, we have our eye uh, cup. We have Samoa Joe. Comes to the ring and does a promo perfectly as as he always does, and says he's asking the right questions about the devil, but just to the wrong people. He brings up the fact that yes, MJF supposedly got jumped last week, but it was not actually filmed that way. Meaning you did not see the assault itself. You just saw him with a beer bottle smashed, uh, parts of a beer bottle around him, which makes you assume he got smashed with a beer bottle. So, uh, he calls MGF out. MGF uh, does go ahead and, and come out. They go back and forth a little bit. But uh, then uh, the devil nonsense kind of kind of comes into play, and uh, there's, uh, they surround him, and then all of a sudden light, they fight him off, and the lights go out. And when it comes back on, uh, the devil's on the screen, and basically I guess next week we're going to have a tag team match between the devil and whomever or maybe two of his goons, whatnot, versus MJF. The funny part was uh, Samoa Joe, before MJF could even acknowledge any of this, said you're on because he's pissed off but doesn't like any more of this bullshit. So I guess uh, I believe it's next week we're going to have MJF and Samoa Joe defend the early weeks tag team belts against the Devil and Crew. Uh, What do you think about all this mumbo-jumbo, Brock? Just fucking
1: show me one of them at least i will be happy. Cool. What
3: would make make you you happy, JJ?
2: For this, to hurry up and finish.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Gonna have to. We talked about it uh, with uh, when we were talking about. I guess Clarion just get the shit over. Just, just better the payoff. They will. I won't won't say that word, but they, they, they will. Uh, turn on Tony Khan pretty quick if this is just some. It was me too. the whole time. Uh-oh. It was gotcha. me Austin. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but uh, uh, I Smojo just I love that son bitch. All right, so uh, we've got uh, a, a treat. We've got uh, the world champion, the women's world champion, timeless Tony Storm on the mic, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> Especially, uh, and I, I kind of missed it and it came up while watching the podcast earlier. And I, had to, I had to double check that. She makes a comment that Taz is her favorite landlord since he's the duplex machine, not the suplex machine. What it was great, and she's, she's uh, basically on the mic because we have Surreya versus Riho. The winner gets a shot at her at World's End pay per view at the end of the month. Um, I don't know uh, why Soraya is involved in this. She hasn't done shit. Um, also, we are teasing a split of her and um, uh, Rio. Let it know.
2: Now, Ruby.
3: Ruby Soho. Because Ruby's supposed to uh, accompany her, but does not. But watches the match on television in the back. Matchup was okay. I wasn't overly impressed with it. It it was what it was. Rio definitely goes over. Not a surprise there. Now, this does bring Timeless Tony to to the ring to uh, basically belittle her opponent. They get in a fight. And uh, Mariah May comes out. Blast Rio with the belt to make the save since Storm was pretty much getting her ass whooped. Now this is also leading us to a possible split between Storm uh, and Miss May. Because all Miss May wants to be is acknowledged a little bit and Timeless is not in the mood. So uh, I I didn't think the match was that great between Saraya and Rio. Uh, What did you think, JJ?
2: I'm not a fan of Rio. I uh... I think Brock said it yesterday because he was here watching it with us. The uh, uh, cheap, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, what'd you say, Brock? Brock. What? You said that about Rio. Rio. Is a cheap what? I said what? You called Rio a cheap what? She's a treat.
3: Like an imitator of somebody else.
1: Oh, no, that was actually Scuba Steve who said that she's a, a wannabe
3: Rey Mysterio. Oh, was it? me. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. Oh, no. No, I was going to let you go for a while.
2: Okay. Well, i was <laughs> listening.
3: I know. But, uh, so, match yay, nay, give a fuck, don't give a fuck. Here a fuck, here a fuck. Whatever. I,
2: where the fuck is DMD? Can she hurry up and come back, please?
3: For She's real? nursing the wounds of the devil. I mean, uh, Adam! Adam! What do you think of the match, Brock? Uh,
1: really? okay.
3: Well, your boo was involved late, but none of your boos were actually involved in the match itself. What would you think?
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and I would have rather actually seen Soraya win.
3: I'm all for not immediately giving the former title holder a, a rematch, but they do deserve a rematch at some point. And plus, when Rio... Got involved in the storms match what two weeks ago? I thought that pretty much was the hey. I am your next fucking opponent. I didn't know she had to go through hoops like beating uh, Seraea, and I think didn't she beat Soho last week? Both the cast, I believe.
2: I don't remember that to be honest. So,
3: but yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Who knows? What else I also don't get is uh, the lack of respect they give Commander with a K. He is gonna face Roderick Strong. I love this dude. This is fantastic. I've always liked, I've always liked the kingdom. I uh, like Roderick Strong. This thing they're doing is fantastic. They are as they're going to the ring, we have Roderick Strong versus Commander with K. They are handing out signs that MGF is the devil to the crowd. It's just they are running with this and I, I, I love it. This was a solid match. It wasn't quite a squash, but uh, it had some sponsors questions but uh, at the end of the day Mr. Strong does get the uh, upper hand of Mr. Commander there was of course distractions galore from the kingdom but uh, what do you think there Brock brought...
1: uh, I thought the most uh, no. what were we talking about
3: Commander Roderick Strong versus, versus Commander Roderick who versus Roderick?
2: Commander.
3: Commander with a K. Oh, oh, I didn't watch that small, so I him. didn't watch it. All right. It. JJ, what'd you think?
2: It was a good match. I mean, I didn't think it was a, a, a squash. No, no. Um I I like what they're doing with this part of the whole devil thing. Um it just feels still a little disjointed for me. But other than that, it was good. I mean, it, it was good.
3: It be solid? Great if, if, it, if it was Adam and them three. Yeah. That would be fucking great. Who knows? We get our uh, final match of the evening which is our final match in the Gold League where we have Mr. Jay White versus John Moxley. At this point, uh, Moxley's got 12 points sitting high and, and uh, on the hog there, where Jay White's sitting at nine. So, uh, this match was, was outstanding, and, and I'm so glad they're letting finally, in my opinion... Jay White be Jay White because uh, he is a fantastic uh, wrestler. He can tell stories in the ring. I I fucking love this crap. Um, And and as I mentioned before about Roosh, Mox is selling a little knee injury from one of his matches in this, and uh, Mister Mister Jay White uh, takes advantage. At the end of the day, he does take the W beats uh mr white does beat mr moxley which uh then lends us to a three-way tie at the very top of the gold division mox swerve and jay swerve comes out and they all stare at each other intently and then just for the fuck of it mr white ends up uh clipping moxley in the back of the knee just for the hell of it already had the win so this is leading us to a three-way match to determine the gold group because we have three guys uh Tied at 12. So, this will be interesting. What would you think of the match itself, JJ? It
2: was a great match. Great match. I had already called it. I said that it was going <sighs> to be a three-way. I said that. yourself on
3: the back, Harwitz.
2: I thought it was good. I liked it.
3: Brock, did you like it? It just okay. all right. All right. Okay, well, that ends our uh, dynamite, which which now leads us to the following. Goal group is done. John Roxley, Swear Strickland, and Jay White, as I mentioned before, are tied with 12. Roosh gets six. Mark Briscoe gets three, and Jay Lethal is holding on to a zero. Now, we still have from Collision Uh, will be the finishing touches on the Blue League, which right now has – Daniel Bryanson Andre Andre El Delito Andrade And uh, they're tied at 9 We have Claudio And Eddie Kingston tied at 6 And it is a dancing sensation uh, Daniel Garcia the second high tick was 0 So Claudio will face Brian Danielson next week Brody King Gets the dancing machine so, uh, Eddie gets Andrade. Um, how much, guys, do you want to bet that we're going to have a two, uh, excuse me, a three- or four-way tie or something bullshit like that in the blue league? I can smell it. I hope not. I've, I, I personally have wanted Andrade to take this one. Brody King was my second choice, their personal choice, not what I thought they'd book, um, especially when they started Andrade because, again, blue, blue uh, was one week behind. Uh, when they finally got going on it was unstoppable until this last one. So, uh, what, what do you think there, Brock? Who do you think's going to take this down? Um, shit, man.
1: I, I'm thinking Swerve wins the whole thing. Okay. But um, there's a couple other viable contenders.
3: So, basically, on December the 27th will be the Gold League Finals and the Blue League Finals. So, I, I'm assuming the top two will face one another. I guess that what the quote-unquote Finals means. And then on World's End on the 27th, or excuse me, my apologies, December 30th, the winner of the Blue and the winner of the Gold go at it. You mentioned Swerve. Give me your pick for Blue.
1: Um, I would like to see Andrade.
3: JJ, who do you got for blue? Who do you got for gold?
2: Andrade and Swerve.
3: Well, far be it for me to disagree with you two geniuses. I'm going to agree. It needs to, it needs to be Andrade. It needs to be Swerve. Now, if I'm reading this correctly, the, uh, the finals, which will be the top two. Uh, so, for instance, the Gold League, their go- their fi- their finals is actually the three-way. So, the winner of Swerve and Jay White will take the gold title and be the finalist for World's End. So, we will have to see what ends up occurring for the – Blue, I'd love a Brody King Andrade final for Blue, and then Andrade going over. Give give me one more match of Brody King for for goodness sake. Their match, the first match they had, were fantastic. Give me another one. So, but we'll see. But uh, we all agree, though. I think uh, I think the best course of action, Mister Tony Khan, is uh, for you to put uh, Swerve sort of Strickland out there and and put put all three belts on him. So that concludes our reviews for all of the television shows. Now, again, uh, the SmackDown has already been recorded. So we'll see that for uh, Friday. Monday Night Raw is a kind of review, I guess. Best matches, however you want to put it. So I would assume next week what we can all do is get our top five, as we talked about, for the men's and the weenings in the AEW and WWE. And if there's any other best ofs we want to do, we'll have plenty of time, in my opinion, because again, we're not really going to have too much on the WWE side. Uh, but with that said, Brock, how you doing, buddy? Hanging in there? By a thread. I can, I can uh, hear it actually. It's uh... It's tiring. The production quality is so good because he stays up until the wee hours between all of the 7.30 podcasts which uh, uh, Merry Christmas to all of the 7.30 people and Happy New Year.
1: All those things.
3: Hey, JJ, mm-hmm. take us on. What What you got to say?
2: No. Much. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm, you know, uh, I'm enjoying wrestling a little more. So I'm good.
3: Are either one of you concerned as I am when this Continental Classic is over? So, first of the year, that the quality may go to total shit.
2: I'm hoping it does not.
3: But I'm very nervous. Like, it took this tournament to put the right, my opinion the right people in the right spots to tell the stories. And I'm worried that if there's not something like the tournament, it goes back to a disorganized blob of crap. Rock, what do you
1: well, think? I mean, at,
3: at the very least,
1: it, it, they'll continue to have great matches. And that's one thing that, that AEW does uh, give on a weekly basis is that there's going to be at least two really good matches on the card. that you're like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. But that would be dope to watch. And they end up being Dope to Watch.
3: Dope to Watch. I could not agree more. Take a song, Brock.
1: So all that being said, this has been a great, another great edition of Turnbucks and Brass For myself, Brock Brodlich. For Scuba Steve. And Double J.
2: Have a Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. We'll see you next week.
2: Merry Christmas. merry.
3: Police Navidad.
1: Police Navidad. Did he say Police Navidad?
3: I think so. Hey, Hey, come on. I'm dyslexic, man. Stop messing with my handicap. I can't read the words right.
1: Well, with that, you get the
3: bye (laughs) bye (laughs) where are we wrapping your gifts
2: no he's fell asleep I think bye okay
0: Mate With a heart in mind, blood filled with a citrus mixture, orange lime. Pussy drip when the thought of action come to mind. Gonna ride when the spring, summer shine. fight eyes wide, running high. You don't want the revolution to be televised. Terrified from the Arab Mountain death camps. With the iron burning high, give you chest stamps. Phone calls with the cloth over the mouthpiece. With or without lead, burn about it now, cheap. To the neck like a razor for the stubble Raised aside the struggle blazing in a huddle, yeah Dig a hole, throw the lamb in it Leather slippers in the sand Motherfuckers couldn't stand in it Someone put the words, put the words in my song It's Barry Hall was wrapped, I pat myself on the back Don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk shot guy tag Weed had my luck burn. these old suckers getting placed into a young urn Specialized like the little bust. use my chubby little finger first to stimulate the clitoris King Kong, it got shit on us, I'm out here getting it for real while you motherfuckers Weed in my finger flicker, I'm on a solo mission Started that pole position, eyes on a long division As it from my thumb, I roll another one Quite persistent, that's why they call me my mother's son Shoot the gold gift Leave your host stiff, make your hoe sniff Hootie and a blowfish, I'll play the coke kid Cause every motherfucker in here I low love I'm on that old shack Someone put the words in my
3: song fun put the words in my song Barry Horowitz always likes to pat himself on the back